The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. There's no crying in baseball! No crying! And this game's underway. Into the wind of it is first offering. Just a bit outside. Here's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. Oh, my so God. Deep to right field. Way up there. High, oh, high. And look who's coming up. You talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. Here's the payoff pitch. Happy Monday. Welcome into Payoff Pitch. We are Action Network's MLB betting podcast presented by BetMGM. Brendan Glasheen in the host chair today with BJ Cunningham and Tanner McGrath, our MLB analysts for today's show. We are with you Tuesday and Friday as well this week for the podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe if you have not done so already. If you happen to be watching on the Action Network HQ uh, YouTube page, uh, why don't you hit the like button on the video, please? We would appreciate that. And also subscribe to our YouTube channel. I know what you're all thinking. Why might I be wearing sunglasses? If you are watching the program, uh, you can believe what you want, but the studio lights here at HQ, I'm at the HQ in New York City, and the lights in the studio are blinding me. So <laughs> I put my sunglasses on. I wore them on the walk to the office, so I'm wearing them. And you can choose to not believe me. That's fine. Yeah, take wherever your mind goes uh, when it comes to that. But we're just going to dive right in. We've got a lot to do. At least I do. These guys, too. They have work to do, too. Um, <laughs> well, you all cover other sports, too. So, Okay, True. let's not waste time. We've got 15 games, doubleheader today, uh, Phillies, Braves. Let's go, Braves. Need a sweep. Need this win total to go under. That's my aside. How about a best bet today, BJ, for this slate? <laughs> Well, first of all, I got to say you look great with the sunglasses, Brendan. Um, but my best oh, bet is going to be Angels-Mariners over seven and a half runs. Detmer's on the mound for the Angels. He's a strikeout or nothing pitcher. Got a K per nine rate over 10. Walk per nine rate is sitting at 3.7. And he's in the bottom 30th percentile in both hard hit rate allowed and average exit velocity allowed. And all that is translated to a 4.6 expected ERA. And he has not been pitching well lately since the beginning of August. Five um, xFIP above 5.5. He's given up 22 earned runs in his last seven starts, with one of those coming against the Mariners, where he got tagged for seven runs. And here's the problem for Detmers: is he has one really good pitch, it's a slider, but outside of that pitch, 
he everyone is below average. His fastball has a stuff plus rating of 91. Curveball has a stuff plus rating of 92. The Mariners are an above average lineup against left-handed pitching, 108 weighted runs created plus, and they are the second best lineup in baseball against left-handed fastballs, 397 expected weighted on base average. He'll be going against Logan Gilbert, who has been very, very good this season. 3.7 expected ERA, very, very low, 1.62 walk per nine rate. Gilbert does have a great slider and a good splitter. Both have been fantastic out pitches for him, but his fastball is below average. He throws it over 40% of the time, allowing a 354 expected weighted on base average. Stuff plus on that pitch is only 89 Looks like Otani's still going to be out of the lineup here for the Angels. He did take some swings a couple days ago. So he may be in the lineup, but I wouldn't uh, hope for it. And I'm actually projecting him out of this uh, game as well. So, But the Angels, either way, have been a top 10 team in terms of weighted on base average against right-handed pitching and been above average against right-handed fastballs. So I projected 8.2 runs for this game. So I like the value on over 7.5 runs at minus 110. Okay. Tanner, how about you? What jumps out on this Rather large Monday slate. We're not used to these, but yeah, we're coming down the stretch. Yeah, this will be a fun one. I know all three of us are Red Sox fans here, and I like the Red Sox money line today, hosting the Yankees. I believe you can get. We're still talking about the Red Sox. Okay, minus. It's not yeah. over. Whoa, 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 it's not over yet. Not, don't give up hope. Not it's over yet. yet. Um, I believe you can get minus one twenty-five, minus one thirty in the market. I came on this show last week and said that I was going to be buying the Yankees for the remainder of the season. You did. I thought that they were fixed because of an important prospect call-up and some general positive regression. Then the Jason Dominguez injury hit uh, towards UCL. Probably, out, I believe he's out for the season. So now it's like all of the same concerns that I had before all return. This team doesn't have any left-handed bats. They have no depth. They have no balance. And they have no speed. We are back to square one. And square one is the Yankees can't hit right-handed pitching. And this is a funny right-handed pitching matchup to me. Um, I think these are two similar pitchers, Clark Schmidt and Cutter Crawford. I think it's funny that Clark Schmidt uses his cutter more than Cutter does. Both have great stuff, but questionable results. A couple of young guns who maybe haven't gotten it together in the big leagues yet. They've flashed potential, but continue to be inconsistent. But they both have really high upside because of their stuff. However, over the past 30 days, Cutter Crawford's posted a 106 stuff plus rating. Clark Schmidt is down to 91 stuff plus. So when you have two guys with pretty good stuff, but questionable results and one guy's stuff metric all of a sudden just drops while the other guys is fine. It's hard not to trust cutter, especially when you've got Clark Schmidt facing off against your normal hard hitting Red Sox offense, which regularly features five or six hard hitting left-handed bats. Um, It's worth mentioning Clark has a, Weighted on base average 100 points higher against Southpaws this season, 374 to 280. And the Red Sox ranked ninth in WRC Plus against right-handed pitching over the past month. Meanwhile, Cutter is going to take on, as I mentioned, that all-right-handed Yankees lineup, which ranks dead last in WRC Plus against the side over the past 30 days and just lost their best left-handed hitter. Yeah, I'm going to take Cutter in this matchup. It's also worth mentioning the Yankees used a bunch of their good relievers last night in an extra inning victory over Milwaukee. Clay Holmes, Tommy Conley, uh, Wandy Peralta, Nick Ramirez. Nick Ramirez pitched a lot in that game. And the Yankees do have to travel from New York to Fenway. Uh, You know, it's not the biggest deal, but a slight travel advantage to the Sox, who stayed in Boston over the weekend, losing a series to the Orioles. But I think they bounce back today behind Cutter and against Clark Schmidt. I had to travel from New England to New York, too, and 
How that was, was it? tough for me. And look, 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 look what I look like. So mm-hmm. you know, that, that's, that's a good handicap when you look mm-hmm. at it that way. <laughs> On to, uh, let's look at, we do our fade the public segment and we try to identify using the action app where the cash might be coming in on a particular team. And if the other side is maybe worth discussing the, uh, Toronto blue Jays are home. Chris Bassett has been a much better pitcher at, uh, in Canada this year, Tanner. And, uh, well, it looks as if the, uh, the people are coming in on, uh, Toronto 73% of the cash is on the blue Jays. Texas sends Dunning to the mound. Is Texas worth a look? We'll go to Tanner first on this since, you know, he's in Canada. Mm-hmm. It's Texas worth a look at, I think I'm seeing plus 120. The public likes you. That's the only reason that this might fly. How are we going to handle the public? Yeah, my uh, hometown, in quotes, Blue Jays. Um, you, you, well, that's important to say because, I mean, seeing that the, the Red Sox and Patriots, I, I wouldn't know. So Yeah, I mean, I live in Nova <laughs> Scotia. I'm in the Northeast. We're all, we're all Red Sox fans here anyways. But anyways, to this game, Rangers-Jays, I hate this game. I hate these two pitchers. In the end, <laughs> I looked at this in a few different ways. One, you have two overvalued pitchers. Um, consistently overperforming their peripherals, especially Chris Bassett, battling against two good, if not great, offenses. Uh, the Blue Jays, and specifically, uh, have a 141 WRC plus over the past two weeks. And these are also two bad bullpens, relatively. Um, the Rangers, I, I haven't believed in the Rangers bullpen all season, and they've looked pretty bad over the past few weeks. Uh, six ERA, 1.6 whip, their bottom 10 and reliever XFIP. I'm scared because these are two good defenses, and I think that the total is a bit high, but I would look towards the over or nothing here. I would stay away from the side. Uh, what do you think, BJ? Uh, it's Rangers money line or anything for me. You mentioned Chris Bassett, you know, obviously overperforming his expected ERA. Him and Dunning, very, very similar, you know, expected metrics. So you can make the argument that there's only a slight advantage for Bassett pitching in Canada. But you look what he's done, you know, over the past, essentially since the beginning of August. Yes, he hasn't given up a lot of runs, but his ex-fip in almost every single start is above four and a half. So uh, he's due to regress at some point. And then you also look Bassett as about a 40% sinker pitcher. The Rangers are one of the best lineups in baseball. Again, not only against right-handed pitching, but right-handed sinkers, you know, 395 expected weighted on base average. So if I had to pick anything, it would be the Rangers. Um, you know, I projected the, the Blue Jays as a slight ever so slight home favorite. And the other thing with Bassett is, is that if you look at his splits, lefties versus righties, I mean, he's 350 expected or 350 weighted on base average against lefties and very good against righties. Rangers have six left-handed bats that they can throw at right. him. So uh, very, very good. I think a decent matchup here for the Rangers. So if anything, I would take the Rangers at uh, plus 120 or better. Sounds like you think the Rangers could score a few runs here. Maybe we can get, get both Rangers stopped. over. They've just stopped hitting, and that's just what is so frustrating about the Rangers right now is that they've been so good for the entire season, and they've kind of just fallen off lately. So hopefully they can hit the ball today. Yeah, Astros Astros are taking advantage of that, uh, now yep. building a little lead on Seattle and Texas in the AL West. Baseball betting season is here, so get in on the action with the king of sportsbooks. Sign up with BetMGM using bonus code ACTION and get up to $1,000 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. 
Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Puerto Rico, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, Wyoming, or Ontario only. Must be 21 or older to wager. 19 or older in Ontario. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from ensuance. Excludes Michigan, disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, D.C., Kansas, Louisiana, Nevada, Wyoming, or Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. Call or text Tennessee Red Line at 800-889-9789 or call 1-888-777-9696 in Mississippi. In Ontario, if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, and Utah and other states where prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada and New York. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash blue wire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. How about an underdog for today? Texas is one, but... Uh... One that you, BJ, want to point out yourself. An underdog for today's Monday slate, Major League Baseball. Uh, where's my dog? Uh-huh. Where's my dog? Where's my dog? Yeah, I mean, if you follow me in the action recap, I really wanted to take the A's at plus 260, speaking of Fran Bear Valdez. Um, but Mason Miller is going to be on a pitch count, so um, don't really think I can stomach it at least give it out on the show. <laughs> so instead, I'll go with the Cardinals. I'll fade my my good friend, Dean Kremer. Uh, from the Orioles, who just I don't I don't get it with him. I, I just don't. Uh, even if you look, you know, on paper his last few starts have actually been pretty good, but I mean his xFIP is over four point eight since the beginning of August. Like this, and his expected ERA for the season is is over five. This can't keep happening, but it just continually keeps happening. His stuff plus rating is now down to 99. All of his pitches are allowing an expected weight on base average over 300. He's near the bottom of, of in Major League Baseball in just about every single stat cast metric, one of the lowest chase rates. And overall for the season, I mean, St. Louis has been better in terms of uh, weighted on base average and weighted runs credit plus against right-handed pitching than the Orioles have been. Uh, and 
I mean, to go to Hudson is not a good pitcher. I mean, his expected area is above 5.5 right now. He can't stop walking, guys. He can't strike anybody out. So I don't think there's this significant gap, not only between these offenses. And then, you know, even if you look at the bullpens, like the, like the uh, you know, XFIP, pitching plus, there's not that big of a difference between the Orioles and the Cardinals. So um, I'll just keep fading Dean Kramer and keep losing. So Cardinals plus 145. Okay. We talked about, well, we talked about Dean Kremer all year. Um, yeah. I think you found a way to mention him on Friday. I forget the context, yeah. but you, you did work him in. Yeah. All right. Very good. He's, uh, always, not a he's always on my mind, Brendan. Always on time. <laughs> um, okay. Not a consensus dog day. Tanner, uh, who emerges for you as an underdog for Monday? Yeah, BJ, good luck uh, fading Dean Kramer again. I my least favorite thing to do in baseball is do exactly. Also, by the way, the, yeah, the Kramer Kramer thing, inside joke. If you if you've been listening all year, Debundo, he's he, by the way, Debundo's never pronounced a name wrong. So he likes to get on me when I pronounce names wrong, which is all the time. That guy. anyways, go ahead, Tanner. Sorry, yeah. Anyways, let's talk about another team that I like to fade against right-handed pitching, like the Yankees, the Giants. The San Francisco Giants have the fourth worst WRC plus against righties over the past month. The second worst OPS, only ahead of the Yankees. And we, I know that Anthony has mentioned on this podcast a bit about their problem. And the big problem is that the Giants are stuck in a platoon hole where they can't get enough guys that can hit both sides of the plate. And it's harder to find two guys to, that can hit each side than one guy that can hit both. Anyways, their offense has been bad. It's been slumping in a lot in the second half, and they are taking on the Cleveland Guardians today. And I will be betting the Guardians at plus 125 behind Gavin Williams, um, a right-handed young pitcher who I am really high on because he is a big boy righty with a big boy fastball. Hard upper 90s, can hit triple digits, 14% swinging strike rate, 113 stuff plus. When his fastball is on, he can carve up hitters and it – his secondaries play well off of it when that velocity, when that velocity's up, hitters are swinging underneath it. You got everything. And I'm much higher on Gavin Williams than I am on Alex Cobb, the Giants starting pitcher today, who has an expected ERA, a run higher than his ERA, a 98 stuff plus rating, is punching out only 20% of batters after flirting with 25% strike grab rate over the past few seasons. I think he's regressing. Uh, I think he's due for more regression. Final point, these are two pretty good bullpens. Um, The Guardians only used Eli Morgan in the loss against the Angels on Sunday, but the Giants used Tyler Rogers and Camilio Duvall. So, and it's tough not to like the Guardians in the later frames with Emmanuel uh, Classe here. So I think that the Guardians are a good look as uh, road pups behind my guy, Gavin Williams, especially considering how bad this Giants offense can be and has been. Okay, very good. Let's move on. Get a couple more. I think you both have a couple more sides you'd like to uh, give out, and then we can go. BJ, what do you got? Final bets. And I have a one more for the road. Yeah, I mean, I also am going to be on the Guardians tonight, so Tanner uh, broke that down very eloquently, so I won't go into much more detail on that. But I also do like the Padres, uh, plus 150 against the Dodgers. Pedro Avila made a, a very interesting start against the Phillies in his last start. He went six and two-thirds, didn't give up a run. But he walked six guys and only struck out one. So a very weird, interesting start. Somebody that you know has been pitching in the bullpen for most of the season, and now they brought him into the starting rotation. But Gavin Stone's going to be on the mound for the Dodgers, and he's really been a disaster in a very limited sample size, to be fair. you know, Over seven expected ERA. His last start in Boston, he got roughed up pretty badly on August 27th. Um, 
I know he's a decent stuff plus candidate, uh, but you know, the Padres have been hitting the ball better as of late. Uh, you know, I know the Dodgers just will not stop hitting. Um, but you know, I projected the, uh, well, the Dodgers only at, at minus one twenty three, So I think there's some, some decent value in the Padres. So, uh, guards and Padres are the other two picks for me. Okay. Are we still in line for Blake Snell Wednesday against the Dodgers? Yes, we are. We are. And, uh, last I looked, uh, the odds hadn't changed much. If, if anything, minus you know, 200, the favorite 200. Yep. So, and then uh, steals plus plus one fifty. Yep. So basically yeah, I looked yesterday, it was minus minus one seventy five, and yeah, plus one fifty. So, uh, pretty much, I mean, they both pitched pretty well in their last start. It's like pretty yep. much pitched exactly the same. So you don't expect much odds movement. Um, but I tell you what, if one of the, if, if Snell blows up, I'm going to be so interested to see what, what happens. We don't what want happens? that. We don't want that to happen though, Tanner. I know. I know we don't want that to happen. Now, if he, but, if he pitches well Wednesday, that might that might lock it up. It might. I, I think it does. I think if he survives Wednesday against the Dodgers, and I think he will, I think it's locked up. Uh, Fangraphs released their Cy Young predictor model, and it does yep. based on not on FIP, not on the projected one, but um, RA nine, which is runs allowed per nine. Their model has Snell just a tad ahead, maybe a run ahead of uh, Steele, and then Strider's a little bit below that. So I really think. He, he just needs to get through this week, and I think it's locked up. All right, and I think I think that game's on ESPN. I know Tuesday night's game's ESPN+. Plus. Um, I mean, I'm going off Zarello's wisdom here. I'm just trying to find it um, on the schedule here. I'm, maybe it's not, but I don't know. That's not going to have as much theater as we know because the Padres have underachieved. And his next, his next start after the Dodgers one will be at home against the Rockies. So good matchup there. Let's there go. go. All right, Tanner, I think you got one more side that we can go. Yeah, uh, let's get out of here with um, an interesting one, a fade of my favorite Marlins. I'm taking the Brewers' money line um, somewhere in the minus 150 to minus 160 range. I've talked about bad offenses on this entire podcast, but here is a team that crushes left-handed pitching. Brewers have a 125 WRC plus against Southpaws over the past month. That's 10th in MLB. And they're battling uh, Jesus Lazardo, who has lost a tad bit of command as the season has progressed. Uh, he has been shaky in points uh, in the second half of the season, had a bad stretch against Houston, New York, Texas, uh, St. Louis. The guy has never approached the number of innings as he's pitched this season. He barely broke a hundred last year. and He's at a 155 entering this start. Now look, his velocity seems to be fine. So this whole he's tired thing could be a myth. I think his arm slots. Okay. And I love Lazardo, but I just can't, power rate or value him as high as I have in the first half of the season. He doesn't look quite like himself and the numbers aren't quite the same. And you know, the fish are slumping. I mean, Luis Arise is clearly playing hurt, which makes me very concerned. They had a bullpen day yesterday where every high leverage reliever threw in an, imp- it was an impressive, important five, four win, but Tanner Scott, Andrew Nardi and David Robertson threw a combined 79 pitches. So their bullpen is stretched entering this one. And the Brewers our starting Brandon Woodruff, who has been dominant since returning to Major League action. He has looked so, so good. He has a 114 stuff plus and a 109 pitching plus over the past month. His expected ERA is below three. He has a .79 whip. And here are some stats about his fastball, which I love. 96 miles per hour average velocity. The best swinging strike rate of any four seam in the majors, 18.8%. The best called strike plus whiff rate of any four seam in the major, 35.5%. Third best um, batting average against allowed. 
and hard contact allowed of any four seam in the majors, 155 and 18% respectively. Pair that with a changeup that has a sub 100 average against and a slider that earns strikes religiously, and it's tough to stop this guy. I don't see the slumping Marlins stopping that pitcher. I think the Brewers get to Lazardo and a sleepy, tired fish bullpen, and I think the Marlins drop this one on the road, giving the Brewers minus 160 or better. Okay, excellent. And I'm not seeing, by the way, just to wrap it, I don't, I don't see Padres Dodgers on ESPN Wednesday. So it's okay. that's a shame. It's, yeah, it's okay. Um, but regardless, that's fascinating. Yeah, how Snell pitches Wednesday if he stinks. Or, or Tanner, t- t- for you, if they just manage it, like, hey, just get him out there for five innings, one to two earned runs, even if it, the pitch count's low. I said, yeah, I said before the um, Houston start, if he gets through the Astros and the Dodgers, 10 innings, four earned runs, 12 strikeouts, eight walks, I think he'll win the Cy Young. Well, he pitched six innings of two-run ball with like eight strikeouts and four walks in Houston. We are right in line. Just give me the same start again, and it's over. Yeah, next is Rockies, and then after that, it looks like it's going to be the Cardinals will be his next start at home. Beautiful. Tanner. Tanner's got a 40 to one ticket for those wondering why he's so me too. Interested. Oh, you do too. Oh, I do okay. too, but I also have a Justin Steele 40 to one ticket. So, um, How lucky. as long as Spencer, as long as these two don't just blow up, I'm, I'll be happy. Okay. We are back. Payoff pitch is back tomorrow. Hoping I can figure out this light situation and, uh, we, we, we got the job done. Okay. Mm-hmm. We made it for BJ Cunningham, Tanner McGrath, Thanks to David Payne, as always. I don't shut out David enough on these. David Payne is our editor uh, for Payoff Pitch on the uh, audio side at Action Network. So thanks to David. Brendan Glasheen signing off. We return tomorrow for Payoff Pitch, presented by BetMGM. You all have a great Monday, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Look at his crowd on its feet. What a tribute. No one wants to leave. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.